You're listening to the Guru's Book Club and Self-Improvement Podcast, hosted by Andy and Brian. The quote of the day is, everyone is the new hotness from burnout. I absolutely love that quote. Everybody's the new hotness. It is an awesome quote. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the, so the reference is, and I'll let you go ahead and tell, talk about the reference in the book, but I'll tell you why I like the, why I like that quote so much. Well, so, you know, the new hotness is the way these two sisters, the, the authors of the book, um, refer uh, to struggles or issues with with body image and the way you're supposed to look. And they so, and so they're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. You know, if you're, if you're tall, thin, short and fat, tall and fat, medium size, you know, overweight, doesn't matter, right? You are the new hotness. Hotness is now no longer um, based on weight or looks. I think it's more about like energy and and like, and, uh, you know, just how you carry yourself. Is that fair to say? Is that how you interpret that? That is how I interpret that. And I, I absolutely love that because that brings back that everybody is good enough. You are special and you look great no matter what. You know, we all could maybe lose a few pounds just for healthy reasons. But what you wear can be the new hotness. Hey, this is the new hotness. I used to have a guy in my office, and this is why it's so funny to me that this, he would always say, that's the new hotness. <laughs> and everything was always the new hotness. Andy, is, are, are you, those clothes you're wearing, are those the new hotness? I'd be like, absolutely, that's the new hotness. <laughs> so, before. Yeah. So I, I love it because it just reminds me of a really good friend. But uh, but absolutely, it is it is it's trendy. It's whatever it is that you're doing. Be that new hotness. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can bring your own flavor. And that's what they're saying is be you be your own be your own special person. Wear what you want. Eat what you want. You know, it can all be there. And I think that so many times we try to think, well, what is, what is normal and what is, what is everybody else doing? And why don't you be your own trendsetter? Yeah. You know, be well, your I, own. I think that this is so pertinent to our society today because I mean, there are fad diets. There are, are all sorts of get, get skinny, quick schemes and, um, a lot of body shaming still, you know, even though, you know, we now have um, gotten into uh, embracing plus size, right? That's the term 
um, that's going out there, right? Like I think there was uh, for the first time ever, like some plus size models in magazines and things like that. Like it's um, becoming more and more healthy in regard to, hey, what your body looks like um, can be hot, but there's still a whole lot of things out there. They're like, you need to look a certain way. You need to dress a certain way and you need to act a certain way, right? And we talked a lot about that last time, especially in regards to women with the patriarchy, right? Um, and they talk a lot about like uh, the way a woman looks um, and takes care of herself is actually a sign um, that it is a woman who behaves. They do what they're supposed to. They look good, they take care of themselves, and that is what women are supposed to do for the sake of men. Right? It's not for the sake of women. They're the human giver. They're giving their bodies, you know, to the patriarchy for their pleasure and enjoyment, not for their own self-pleasure and enjoyment. Isn't that messed up? I think it I think it is. It's it's completely messed up. And I think that so many times I I have been, and I can say that this happened to me recently with my wife and I don't like to tell too many personal stories, but maybe once a, once a thing, um, my wife spent two hours was deeply upset because she couldn't find anything to wear and everything she was wearing or what she thought she should wear was not fitting right. And then her makeup wasn't right. And it's, it was, it's, we were late by two hours because of it. And she started crying and getting really upset. And I thought of this section in the book when I was like, holy moly, this is so true. And the depth of feeling that especially women get by this is amazing. Not feeling like you're worthy, not feeling good about yourself. It all stems from these base pieces of image. And instead, you know, she looked she looked fabulous when she went out. I mean, she looked great, but it was so such an upsetting thing for her that and so emotional. And I was like, I, I just it's it was overwhelming, and I could tell that she really was genuinely uh, caught up. And what our society thinks in, you know, not wanting to be a certain way. And I think that this book really, I hope women specifically and men really read this section for body image. It is so important to realize that you're, you're okay as is. And I thought that one of the things that they brought up in this section that was amazingly profound was that the the bmi pieces so the body mass index was made up by five people so when we think obese you know those type of things that the classifications that sci scientists or doctors give you it's actually been made up like 100 years ago by five doctors who <laughs> so it's it's just an opinion it's an opinion yeah it's an opinion yeah. And so we've been basing all of this I'm fat thing on opinions. 
Well, and not only, you know, I'm fat, like it has become the way to detect whether or not a person is healthy, even though it's not. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it was so interesting. So readers, this book, yeah, if you did not read this section, go back and reread it, you know, pause this podcast, go read it and come back and listen because this was amazing i loved it. it they did extensive research on on this section you know about what is happening in our society um with health trends and and the fat shaming right the weight shaming um it's it's incredible like i have a journal where i write stuff down i'm looking at it right now i have page after page of different quotes and things i have stars circles like everything i wrote down was starred and circled i probably took an hour to read five pages because i was just reading i was like whoa and writing it down and thinking about it more like it is so important the stuff they're talking about they call it thin privilege that's one of the topics that comes up thin privilege the people that are thin are more likely to get the jobs. They're more likely to be treated with respect. They're, you know, all these different things just because they're thin. Meanwhile, they might be sick. They might not be healthy. They might not actually be doing well. She talked about someone that uh, went to the doctor and looked fine, but she had not had her period in months because of the low body fat. And that's like, kind of an important part of being, uh, you know, a healthy woman. That's a sign anyways, of being a healthy woman, right? So, so interesting, so interesting. And I think you're right. And, and I spent some time in this area a while back with uh, one of my children and I have some friends that have, um, some image issues and not eating. Um, and you know, there's, there's clinics now just full, full of women with eating disorders and they just keep increasing. And this was the interesting research fact was, and I can't remember what country they said in the book, but, um, there was no social media in this, in this country. Fiji. Fiji. There we go. I knew it was something. Fiji. No, and then all of a sudden they ended up with a huge amount of suicide issues and eating disorders. Within because, a month, right? Yeah, within a month of social media being introduced. Yeah, and that's and that that to me, social media. You add what we've had historically through magazines, and then you see what we're doing in social media. This is the thing that was interesting to me. And in, in I, I can specifically talk to social media since I'm in it so much. There's filters. There's so many things that create a non-true image, non-realistic. And then we post it and act like that is, oh, that's what our, that's perfect. You know, and it's filtered beyond belief. Even the models that we say, are out of sports sports illustrated that was the swimsuit thing when i was growing up even those have been massively doctored to where they don't show anything they take away things 
they add more color. They do certain things that will help us, will enhance the picture and make us think that this is what beauty is. And it's not realistic. And so people like Lizzo, um, folks that are coming out, I, there's several plus size models and they can just be considered models. You know, women that are coming out saying, no, this is time. this is beautiful. It's me tough. being me is beautiful. The new hotness is me being beautiful. Yeah. And so important to think that I am accepted as I am. And beauty comes from, to me, I think beauty is a mind thing. You know, a person that believes they're beautiful and they are because it's about mind body and spiritual and all the other pieces of journey that go into that and i think our culture has it wrong i just think our culture has it wrong and i think social media helps enhance it you well um you know there's so much research on this they, they mentioned that you know back back in time um women who had more weight were considered uh beautiful and and hot and attractive and the ones that that men wanted to be with because the poorer women were the ones that were their skinny they didn't have anything right so it was a status symbol right. you know and so and so like it's clearly cultural what we view and then um on page 122 they 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 talk about the research, right? That says it demonstrates that the mere exposure to certain body types make people prefer those body types. So you, you get exposed long enough, that is what you prefer, right? So it's like our media is just exposing um, bodies now, right? Like we're, you know, we're in an age where, where bodies um, are not being um, censored as much. And it just so happened, though, that the bodies that were being portrayed, that weren't being censored, you know, um, happened to be really fit, you know, men and women. Um, and, you know, we're talking a lot about women and body image here, you know, the bikini uh, industry complex or is that, uh, did I get that right? Is that what we're calling yeah, this? Absolutely, yep. Bikini yep. industrial complex. Um, you know, uh, men and, and boys, we are experiencing the same thing, not to the degree as, as women. Women have been historically uh, sexualized by men, right? Um, and have to look a certain way. Hence why you know, the whole thing about the patriarchy and that a woman that looks the way they're supposed to by society standards is a well-behaved woman. That's, that's so awful to say. But men are now kind of experiencing that. And it's interesting, right? Because it's kind of like, oh, hey, you uh, you don't like that um, you feel like you can't look the way you look? Welcome, right? <laughs> that's what we felt for centuries. Thank you. <laughs> but then what i like about it is is that they're trying to come up with a way to be able to i mean this research is amazing um and it what it comes down to is that we need to view this differently 
And I think that's why they're saying the new hotness. Everything's the new hotness. Because accepting yourself is the new hotness. Accepting what you are, who you are, how you dress, how you look is the new hotness. And when you can get that through your head, that that bodes that's what reality really should be is you feeling confident about who you are as a person because then that mental healthiness is there for yourself you can go to places and feel confident about who you are you don't have to worry about what you're wearing because it doesn't matter anymore it, 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 it's it's incredible how much healthier a person will be if they stop trying to be healthy <laughs> if that, or not trying to stop being healthy but trying to stop being skinny skinny or whatever the society says that you should be i think that mm -hmm. this is what they're saying don't follow what society says is the thing you should be be yourself and that's good enough or even more important, pay attention more to how your body feels instead of how it looks. Absolutely. Because your body will let you know how you're doing, right? Like, and we've talked about that before. We've, I think we've talked that up on another podcast is that you've had some personal awareness in that area. Yeah. So my, my wife, um, she has been through so much. So she is... Uh, an autoimmune disorder. She has had cancer. Um, our our little baby was born three months old because she developed a severe form of preeclampsia um, called HELP syndrome. And I mean, she she's she's um, played with death, right? Like she's, she's <laughs> so many times. Like how many times can you can you dodge death? You know, and she's, she's done it, um, beat the cancer. She didn't die from the help syndrome. A little baby didn't die either. But every single time that there was something going on um, and it got taken care of and she didn't die was because she trusted her body. She felt like something was off. Instead of pushing aside, like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just you know, being too anxious or I'm being a worry wart. No, she was, like, in tune. She was like, there is something off. And she is the greatest example to me of like the body tells you. The body is speaking to us nonstop, nonstop. But we actually need to stop and pay attention. We need to check in. It's crucial for our health. So again, pay so. attention to how your body feels instead of how it looks. How it Absolutely. feels indicates health more than what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's what this chapter is really talking about is being able to redefine the standards. Imagine if you could just be you and not have to worry about it. And that's why sometimes our closest relationships, um, it's interesting because as you, and I've been, and I know that you've been married for some time too, Brian, I think the best part of great relationships are the fact that you can wear sweats <laughs> in each other's presence and just hang out because you just accept them 
for who they are. There's no having to dress dress up, and you know, you after a while, I, the the story is is that so many women I know um, used to wear all this makeup when they had to go out, and then when you feel comfortable with somebody, you feel accepted. You stop having to feel like you have to do that. Maybe it's just special occasions you now do that for just because you like to do that for yourself as well. And realizing that your, your significant other just doesn't care. You know, they just accept you. You can wear makeup. You can not wear makeup. They've seen you at your best and your worst and they still just accept you. And that's what's, that's what's so cool. Now, wouldn't it be nice to be able to push that parameter and just be like that with everyone, not have to worry just being yourself and being able to be out in a crowd and not worry about a whole lot of things. Well, and that is what that whole statement of everyone is the new hotness is all about. It's a communal thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just viewing yourself. It's how do you view others? So you see a, yeah. you see a person that is overweight. Are you going to discriminate against them in your mind and think, oh, what's wrong with them? Why don't they take care of themselves better? Right. Or are you going to say like, wow, you know, that person is a beautiful person. It's the new hotness. That's absolutely new, right. That person is hot. That's because right. Hot, that person is a person. That person is hot simply because they are alive and walking. And yeah. And they're who, and they're who they are. And I like yeah. that acceptance. And I think that that goes a long way to realizing that everybody is valuable. Everybody has a treasure in them. Everybody is a treasure. And being able to recognize that in each one. Namaste really is that kind of reflection when um, Hindu or Indian, it's it, more in the Indian culture coming from Hindu. Um, namaste means I see you. But in that depth of, I see the the spiritual inside of you, the, 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 uh, you know, what is it? The peace of God in you sees, it reflects about the peace of God in me and we see each other. So you're a reflection of each other. kind of. But wow. in, but in that very, in that godlike state, that perfect state of, of spirituality where you, your two mind, two people meet together. I see the divinity yeah. in you that's more of the reflection there is that I see the divinity, the divinity in me. I didn't see the identity, the, the, the spiritual in you. <laughs> yeah. Losing deep. my words there. That's deep. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Kind of the divinity in you. So it's, that's what basically you're saying when you say namaste, it's the divinity in me recognizes the divinity in you and smiles to it. And you're perfect. Absolutely. Just the way you are. Cue Bruno Mars. or uh, And uh, Mr. Rogers. And, and Mr. Rogers. Yeah. What's that What's that guy? Um, he sings the songs like All Your Perfect Imperfections. Oh. It's a schmoozy song. I know perfect. And I was thinking, I've been learning how to play perfect, which is um, by... Huh. Oh, who is it? I'm looking at their. I'm looking at his song right now. Um, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran does a song, but that's, but it's called Perfect. But um, it's just a, I love that song personally, 
Um, it's just beautiful. And it's about seeing that in somebody else. Listeners, pause and go listen to that song. Look it up on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you are listening to uh, music these days. Yeah, it's actually really beautiful. And then uh, Beyonce actually does another, does a uh, duet with him. And it's, I thought it was just as incredible as the original. So, oh, really? I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, into music these days. So, just yeah. researching into that. Yeah, it's been fun. It's cool. Um, but I will tell you that this, the body thing is so. It's so interesting, and, and and this is the interesting thing that maybe me and you, Brian, can talk about, is that we came from an industry trying to sell stuff to men. That's right. That was trying to make them smell a certain way. Be, you want to smell like this because it's yeah. amazing. Now the cool thing is, is that it was it was it was trying to make men realize that they can be beautiful too. They can do things. They can take care of themselves and self-worth and right. Self-esteem and taking care of yourself. I think the whole thing is self-care. And I think that as long as you're doing self-care, that's the most important piece. And self-care can mean I exercise, I eat right. I, you know, I, I do pamper myself a little bit here and there. I buy clothes that I like to, I like to look what I want to buy so I can feel good about myself. There's a whole, you know, I, for men, it could be, you know, grooming products of some sort for women. It's whatever makeup you want to buy, no makeup even. You know, like whatever. <laughs> just being yourself. Yeah. Just being yourself Be and, you. and being you and being happy that you're you and, and identifying and realizing that other people can be happy the way they are too, without judgment. Yeah. Which is back to that namaste thing. And is also it, Buddhism 101, Buddhism 101 is acceptance and realizing that everybody is connected interconnected in a way and just as valuable as any other person there is no just one you're more important than somebody else or somebody else is more important there's just we are all connected yeah i mean how can we be strong if one is weak you know you're that saying you're only as strong as your weakest link right and like our our you look at our societies i mean there's lots of struggles there's lots of good too Right. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and 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 uh, focus on just the names. Like there's lots of good people doing good things out there. Um, and there's also just a lot of struggles with uh, well the poverty, access to to basic needs. Um, well, the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and that's what you're speaking to, is that there's enough people doing that that we could help and realize that they are just as important as I am. And just because they don't have something doesn't mean that they're poor in spirituality or poor in something else. And no, that's the interesting that's moral thing. Issue. Mm -hmm. It's not a character flaw to be, to be poor. Or to be just not as well off as others. I mean, a lot of times we try to spend money for people that don't really care about us. You know, to, to look better, to to try to impress others. 
you know, it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't equate. And it's funny because I, I remember watching some, um, they were in the extreme poverty area of India and it was a family that lived in like basically a tarp. They had made a makeshift house out of a tarp or out of several tarps. And they were showing that this family was so connected and loved and they just enjoyed each other's company so much and they had nothing. You know, the dad came home, worked a very menial job, but they were just so excited and they were so happy to see each other and any amount of food was happy. They were happy with, they were like, Oh, this is so wonderful that you did this for our family. And, you know, it, it was just so contagious to be around that situation because they just truly loved and yeah. saw the importance of their end of, you know, of themselves and how important it was to have this family and just being love. It was, it was amazing to me. I love stories mm -hmm. like that just because those well, are the things that matter. Well, that kind of shifts us into another, you know, the other parts of the book, right? Um, after the bikini industry complex, it shifts into the connection, you know, and how important connections are. You're talking about this connection of this family in India that, you know, yeah, very, very extreme poverty stricken and extreme happiness. How can you have that when they're so opposite? You know, but um, we uh, read in the book, right, that healthy relationships are a better predictor of health than even whether or not a person smokes or doesn't smoke right and like people nowadays look at smoking as just that's really unhealthy right it's not good for you you're purposefully uh inhaling smoke into your lungs and with all the fires and stuff going on you know and all the the air the poor air quality that's people are talking about um it's kind of on a global scale it's like don't go outside or you're you know, you're going to get some smoke in your lungs. So if we're saying that relationships are a better predictor for health than smoking, like think about that. How important then are relationships? Um, I had a client, we were, we were talking about struggles and it was, um, relationship struggles and uh, how one partner is really focused on like, well, we can't be codependent. We need to be independent. Um, but then there's that, that higher step up, which this person didn't know about. And I introduced them to the concept of being interdependent. The fact that you need connection, you need people to be a part of your circle. You need them to fulfill needs you cannot survive and i'm sorry i'm kind of going on a soapbox here <laughs> no that's okay because i i think that what you're saying here and, and this is very important um and and i think you said something very important here is need it's not a want it's a need and those are things that um you have to have met for you to survive the, uh, the, the, 
man, the, this book did a wonderful job at bringing um, the science into uh, the spiritual. You know, we're talking about connection. It's a spiritual need, but it is very much so a physical need. Like you were saying, Andy, it's something that if we go without, we die. Um, they were doing a study, 30 people that live a more lonely life or are more isolated are 30 are I think their lifespan is shorter by like 30%. They just don't live as long. And then you also have the science that, you know, babies, that even if they get all their um, physical needs met as far as food and water and shelter, um, if they do not get the love and affection, that closeness, that connection, that human connection, they do die. They die. They need that need, basic human need. Should be on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Very bottom, human interaction, human connection, human love. I remember watching one of those shows a long time ago about, um, it was orphanages in like Russia or something. And they were showing these very sad babies and how they were just dying a lot there was a lot of death around that orphanage because there just was too many babies and not enough caregivers and that's because it's a need it's the need to feel love from others and to be connected in a very base level of love is so important it's it is what is meaningful and is sometimes we forget that yeah it is as necessary as food and water you just need it. And, and um, you know, in, we're, we're not out of time here, but um, in closing, right, uh, I think the message of our podcast today is, is that health is not determined by what society is selling. Um, independence is great, but it is not the healthiest approach. I mean, you kind of need a vacillate between independence and interdependence. You know, it's good to have some autonomy and be able to fend for yourself, but you cannot survive or meet your full potential without other people in your life. It doesn't have to be a, a significant other or a partner or anything like that, but just important people that you regularly connect with. But then also health as far as like what your body is what your body looks like, how you feel rather than what you look like, right? That is the most important part. So um, be healthy, be happy, connect with people. Don't worry about what you look like. You know, worry about what you feel like more. I and that's, I mean, that's as much a message for me as it is for everyone else listening, because I fall into the into the trap of listening to social media and and what people are saying. You know, I struggled with body image for sure, for sure. So that is my uh, take on this week's reading. Andy, how would you like to close out this week? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think that. Uh... You know, taking care of oneself 
has much more importance in a mental way. I think that so many times well, how you feel about yourself should be more important than how you look and how you, what clothes you're wearing. There's so much depth to who you are as a person. Let that be your guide instead of what you look like externally. I think show people what your internal light looks like. And I think that so many times that's the most important piece of who we are and being able to share that with others is the connection is what we need more of in our lives. And so don't be afraid to be who you are and know that you are loved and you are a treasure. Enough said. Yep. Enough said. So we're going to be getting a new book. So just to let everybody know, um, we do have the new book. And I, and uh, he let me have this one this time. So it is called 12... Let me get the actual name of the book. I... Uh-oh, you lost it. Where I is it? did. <laughs> You're scrolling. He's I'm trying scrolling. to find it. I had it. Stay patient. He'll get it. <laughs> I had it. I had it up on my little thing and then it got swiped through. Mm -hmm. Hang on one second. This is the part where I edit this last part. Cause it it, it left. Yeah. It's like twelve rules. So for life. It is <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure this is the book. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. I think I already have it. Yeah, so it's 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Okay. I am excited to, to read that with you, Andy, and with all of you, the listeners. Um, I'm sure you can find that on Amazon or, you know, any, any bookstore, online bookstore. Or Audible. Audible. Yes. Sorry. I keep, I keep, I read all my books, um, in the, in the. The old fashioned way. Yeah. The old, the old fashioned way. I'm like all Mr. Technology here. Here. Yeah. I have it. Read it to me. <laughs> really nice though. I mean, you, can, you, you don't I like have it. to wait to read it. You can listen and, and hear its message no matter what's going on or where you're at that's really yeah. nice well so, also for visually impaired folks like myself it's been a really big advantage to be able to read a book without having to squint at small print all day yeah yeah that's a good point that's a really good point all, all right well do we have a we don't have really a still don't have a uh outro but um i'll let brian he always has a good thing to say um i actually like what you said before you are all beautiful you're the new hotness absolutely enjoy absolutely. life enjoy who you are be kind treat yourselves with compassion and have a good night or a good day or good morning wherever or whatever time of day it is while you're listening to this
thank you for uh, giving us your time. It's an honor. Yep. Yep. Much love to all. We'll talk to you later.